0: So today I'm going to be talking about a kind of neat idea. It's a little trickier to translate into the world of physique enhancement, but it's the idea of the shadow. It's an idea that Carl Jung, uh, I don't know if came up with is the right word, but he certainly uh, popularized it. So I'm going to talk about that and how we can harness the power of that to become our best selves in in whatever arena we want. So, of course, yesterday I was talking a lot about an idea, the, the really the first idea that came to me listening to a book called Tools by Phil Stutz and uh, Barry Michaels, I think is the co-author's name. uh, Two two guys who seem to have it figured out in terms of making the most of your life, really. And the next one, the the second one, was one that I'm going to kind of skip over, not because it's not important. It's extremely important. I just haven't figured out how to... Uh, how to incorporate it into this series in the best way, which is about um it, it it's a kind of love but not not standard love more of, they call it outward flow. it's basically a love of all humanity. I think it's extremely undervalued and under present in the world today. You see people saying things like you know humanity is is vermin and, and the cancer on the earth. And it's like, how are we, how are you supposed to have a love for humanity when all of the, you know, uh, popular media is telling you that you're basically a cancer on the earth and, and everybody else around you? Um, like I said, I don't know how to integrate that one per se into this series. I'll, I'll probably get there at some point. But uh, the one, the most recent one was... Talking about it, it, it began with the idea of Carl Jung's um, archetype of the shadow. Now, Jung was an interesting chap, he had all these archetypes that he figured that, well, they may or may not be real per se, but they certainly shape our expectations of what should be real, what we think should be real, and one of those. Th- archetypes he talked about a lot was the shadow figure now I never really quite grasped this one so this book tools actually helped me understand it a little bit and they made it a little bit more um, um, accessible a little bit easier for me to get what the concept is really about so the first way to think about it is that voice in your head that essentially tells you all the things you're not good at or good enough at. Thing is, honestly, at least for me, I can only speak for myself, it doesn't usually manifest in a voice. It's not words. It's not logic. It's feelings. So it's feelings of inadequacy. It's feelings of... Um, Well, one of the things that's a feeling of it's it's this desire we have for acceptance. That's how societies are built: is by everybody feeling they're part of it. So we want everybody wants to feel validated and accepted. And when we don't, then uh, it leads to these feelings of being not good enough. Um, Sometimes it manifests as an image in a way, and this is why it's it kind of works to suggest that it's a, um, uh, an archetype or or, sorry, a, a character is because it, um, sometimes it's, you see it, you see, usually it's like the worst version of yourself, you know, create when these feelings are created and it may or may not be saying anything to you per se, but it's, it's communicating to you. That's for sure and usually it's communicating that you are not good enough. Now, when we think about this, that this can have some good utility if we harness the power. So Jung talked a lot about integrating the shadow in in what he called socially acceptable ways. So in other words, this this dark side of yourself, this worst possible side of yourself you wouldn't go out and start smashing windows. that's not acceptable, but maybe these feelings can be expressed in another in another acceptable way via art, via um, a sporting event um, in the weight room. Uh, so these are ways that that we can actually make use of it and for from my perspective in a very practical way, because this manifests in a way of desiring outward um, or or external um, validation. The thing is, all of us want to feel like we're good people, right? This is where virtue signaling comes in. Nobody wants to... I've had the experience of, of talking about some of the stupid things I did as a kid with my wife and, and she could not believe that I got involved in some of this stuff and it's like well I did not, doesn't mean I'm proud of it but it kind of taints your view of somebody I guess when you realize they're capable of doing horrible things so people put on this facade like I'm so great I'm so this and that and, and that actually increases the pressure on us as human beings to keep up those kinds of appearances. Well, the way I see it, this internal force, we can view it as kind of a warning. and We can, the way we could integrate it in a very practical sense seems to be that if we use it as motivation, you know, view it as not this is what you are, but this is what you could become. View it as Let's not allow that to happen. Um, That seems to be a good approach. And and also the idea of... I I think it plays out really uh, importantly when we think about why. So I've I've talked about this before in terms of... I believe it was Nietzsche's statement. You know, he who has a why can overcome any how. So... Essentially this is this seems to be an important step of of creating um, creating motivation for ourselves. Here's the trouble though. In terms of things like contests or um or, or even Instagram likes, generally speaking the why is an external thing. It's because you're gonna be judged, it's because you're going to be you, you wanna get likes, you want to appear to be you know, perfect outwardly or whatever. And aside from being fleeting, those can build up a tolerance, a dependence, I should say. So we become, we need that reinforcement. And the day that doesn't come or some negative uh, feedback starts coming, it becomes extremely painful um so it's it seems to be a much more useful application to look inwardly for for your why um and and perhaps this using this shadow character could be the key to that now in the book they they refer to that as what do they call it i think internal authority in other words you're doing this for you um i think a lot of us lie to ourselves and lie to one another because it's we want to say we want to be able to say oh yeah yeah I'm doing this for me but are you? truly ask yourself are you? Um, I think I think most of us it's not the intuitive thing to be because it requires humility it requires integrity it requires a lot of things that aren't easy to develop so I think that's about all I have to say uh, lest I risk repeating myself Uh, it's just something to think about and uh, I'm sure it will develop more over time so I wanted to come back and uh, add on to my initial thoughts about the shadow and the reason is that I've been struggling with this idea for about three days now um partly because it's a very complex idea to grasp. And complicating matters is trying to take this complex idea and turn it into something that's actually usable and practical in your day-to-day life. So I think I've had a bit of a breakthrough here. So I'm going to share that now. Um, after, you know, like I say, hours and hours of meditating on it and and finding additional source material. So, the the first, I I think it was actually so I googled um, integrating your shadow, and the first thing that came up was Jordan Peterson. Now, uh, I like a lot of his. Um, ideas and the things he shares. the The challenge with him is that sometimes his ideas are very complex and and difficult to 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 figure out what his point is. To be blunt, because it, he sometimes takes a while to get to it, and and once he does, if you've followed along with everything leading up to it, it's like ah, and. Uh, this was one such case, but I think it—I think it really helped me try to grasp this idea. So, in order to uh, to, to fully grasp the notion of the shadow, uh, first it's important to to realize what it is, of course, and to think about it in in the most useful way, and that seems to be to think of it. In relation to what Jung called the persona, so again, this is this is largely, uh, I, I guess, a summary of sort of Jordan Peterson's explanation on on this question of how to integrate the shadow. So, so we've got the persona, and then we've got the shadow. So, if we think of those as two separate entities, the persona is what we want people to see. The shadow is what we don't want people to see. So, it's true aspects of ourselves that we maybe aren't proud of, or we're afraid of sometimes, or um, we we think people won't like. Now, the per- if if we steer. Too far one way or the other most most people tend to favor the persona and bury the shadow but and and that's actually that's the essence of, of virtue signaling it's what it is. I think I mentioned that earlier, so it's putting on uh a, the face you want the world to see and um it can go too far the other way too. I think the essence of what we call evil are people who sort of succumb to the shadow. They do all these things that aren't acceptable and aren't good. And so what does it mean to integrate it? Because the reason, one of the reasons is to challenge is because we think, well, isn't there a reason that we keep these things at bay and we don't want them to be part of us? And generally speaking yes the problem is that sometimes they surface when we don't want them to and that's a problem so the the better way is to try to master it try to understand those impulses and master them um the the way that he explained this i thought i thought it was brilliant so and I don't know what made him think about this. Sometimes he thinks of old, um, generally they're they're like religious texts or things like that. And I, and I don't know what him made him think of this when he thought of um, the shadow. But he was talking about the, uh, the the Sermon on the Mount thing: the meek shall inherit the earth. And so he did some digging and and tried to get an understanding of what, well, what does meek mean? And what he came up with was one of the translations of it. It was something along the lines of uh, meekness is having a weapon, but keeping it sheathed. And I love that idea. The idea of having a weapon, whatever that might be, that might be knowledge, that might be um, power of some other kind, having it, but keeping it sheathed. You're ready to use it, but you don't let let it at, take it out unnecessarily. That's brilliant. That's how you integrate the shadow. So it's... and And again, he... Peterson mentioned trying to open a dialogue with that side of yourself. Now, in my efforts to try to grasp this, I also listened to an interview with the uh, with the author, the co-author, Barry uh, Mitchells, I think is how you pronounce it, um, and he was talking about the shadow. And again, and, and he said as much, too, that it's a very complex idea that, you know, we could talk about for hours and hours and hours, and um, his way of integrating it is to think of it like as kind of personify it think of it as a, a separate person and try to empathize with that person and if you empathize with it you you realize that this personage has been the gotten the brunt of all your negativity it's received all the blame you blame it for all the bad things you've done uh, you it's hidden away cuz you're ashamed and embarrassed of it and he said empathize try to empathize with it and and tell it i love you we're in this together and i'll never betray you that kind of thing i, I don't remember his exact words but that kind of thing and again that 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 helped too uh to think of think with, with those two ideas combined if the shadow is sort of the weapon you keep sheathed or if it's a person that you put your arm around and say we're in this together and their their idea in the book tools that's where this whole thing began they said to command it so the the you want to project an image you want to envision it uh you communicating with it and then command it is is there words so again you're you're mastering it you're taking these dark impulses and you're using them as um, as a tool i suppose a tool might be more uh, a better word than weapon but i i do like that idea the idea of having it at the ready and and i mean cuz jordan peterson uh brought up a good idea too again in trying to get around to his point And I can't remember who it was he was quoting. Maybe Nietzsche. um, Talking about the fact that... um, I wish I could remember the quote. But essentially it was that... um, That people put on on a facade. Cowards, I should say. uh, Specifically put on this facade. um, And they hide away the shadow and they haven't integrated it. Um, and they kind of disguise that as it were as morality. And again, that's the essence of virtue signaling is, is trying to hide the fact that you're actually a coward as being ethical or moral. Uh, so I liked that idea too. And, and Um, so I know it's a lot, but, um, it was kind of a breakthrough and and hopefully this is meaningful to, uh, you dear listener, the idea of thinking of all those impulses and things that we, that we hide from, that we know are there and opening a dialogue with them, a, a compassionate dialogue and embracing that and keeping it at the ready I know all too well that when our dark side emerges it's disastrous it's when we hurt people we love it's when we do things we regret and trying to be in command of those things is probably essential to long-term happiness And unfortunately, because it's such a challenging idea, it's not very intuitive. And I don't think... My suspicion is not many people have gone through this exercise. So that's it for now.